You're listening to Drive and Convert, a podcast about helping online brands to build a better e-commerce growth engine with John McDonald and Ryan Garrow. So John, I get these clients that talk to me about CRO and optimizing their conversion rate, and they talk to us about companies they're talking to. And so I get some insight into some of your competitors. And a recent one came to me and was like, well, we're we're looking at look at the CRO company. We're talking to them and they are trying to get us to do all these tests at the same time, like tons of them. And and they've kind of touched on something like, we're going to test this page, this page, this page. We're going to test these things on this page, like probably hundreds of them at the same time. And this site was not by any means like millions upon millions of monthly visitors a month. It was you know, pretty standard. You come site doing, I don't know, 40, 50,000 a month in traffic. But <laughs> I kind of like the idea hypothetically, since I tend to be aggressive and I'm like, Let's just blast all these tests really quick and learn as quick as we can. Uh, go fast, break things, my typical mantra. Uh, yeah. I'm over here in pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. So thankfully, I didn't tell them that. But I was like, you know what? You should probably talk to John. I, it doesn't sound like you've got enough. Tra- my, my initial reaction was like, I don't know how you have enough traffic to do that. But mm. if somebody thinks you can, they, they're probably smarter than I am on conversion optimization, but I, I would hypothesize that there's some risks to doing hundreds of tests all at once on a site. But I would love to get some of your feedback on, you know, I guess a couple of questions would be like, why would a company tell somebody that? And then yeah. is there is there any validity? Like, it sounds really different and I guess conceptually cool, but what's going on there? Well, I think you just answered the question of why brands tell leads, if you will, or companies that want to they want to work with this, right? Because... To folks who like to move fast and break things, which is most entrepreneurs, it sounds great. Right? Except you're you, like, you've, you've, you've gotten through the go fast, break things phase, it feels like, and you're much more just relaxed. I'm like, gosh, I want to be drunk well, when I grow up sometime. Hey, you know, I, I, well, I, I mean, <laughs> look, today is actually our 13th anniversary of the good. And oh, that's so, awesome. Congrats. You know, it, it took, took a lot of years, decades, a decade plus, right, to get to that. Uh, level of acceptance, if you will. I don't know if it's calm, but I would say acceptance. <laughs> there's, there's always going to be a storm brewing and you just go with the flow. But when brands come to us, I hear the same thing. Well, how many tests are you going to run? Because I could go over here and get hundreds of tests run. And it's like, well, you could, <laughs> I guess, but are you going to actually get anything out of that? And the answer is probably no. So in 99.99% of cases, it's no. Now, who's running hundreds of tests? Let's, let's just set the benchmark. Amazon, Walmart, Nike. Are you any of those brands? Probably not. And if any of those brands are listening to this, please give me a call. Would love yeah, to work with you I want to work with you. Like, hey, Nike, Amazon, come see me. Yeah. Um, you know, we've worked with Nike in the past, and, and they have a whole team doing optimization, right? And, and so... The reality here is 99% of brands are not the brands that can really truly run lots and lots and lots of testing. As good as that sounds, you really need to be informed and measured with your testing. And that's how you're going to see results. So at The Good, what are we experts at? We're not experts at building and running tests. Anybody can do that. You can go get a Google optimized account and set up a test and run it. You can do that with a, a train yourself in a couple hours on how to set up and run a test. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to run the right test. That's where we come in is mm-hmm. analyzing the data and helping brands to understand 
what they should be testing for the highest impact, right? So could we go through and test hundreds of things? Yeah, of course, we could come up with hundreds of test ideas, but the vast majority of those aren't going to move the needle. They're just inconsequential or for the most part, there's other challenges that, that are there too. And I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about those. Mm, got it. Okay. So it's, yes, you're probably going to get to a lot of those tests. Well, potentially, but at least mm-hmm. with somebody like you or your team looking at it, you're going to be able to say, yeah, that's kind of a cute test, but this one mm-hmm. we think is going to move the needle the most across all of your channels. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be testing red versus blue checkout buttons. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's where we are experts in helping to bring the voice of the consumer to the brand and help brands understand what challenges their consumers are having at each step of the funnel. Right. And that helps inform what the test should be. So, you know, I just today got an email from somebody who is an aspiring conversion strategist, works at a generalist digital marketing firm right now is their only, only conversion strategist. And he's been applying apparently to work at other CRO focused agencies like the good. And he wrote me an email and he said, Hey, I really loved your email newsletter article you sent out this week because I just interviewed at a firm and they asked me to do a test, like a pre-qualification, you know, exam, if you will, whatever. And the activity was to put a testing plan together. And all they gave me was analytics data. And they said, based on this analytics data, form five tests you would run for this brand. And he said, based on all the training that I've done and all of my experience, I told them I would never do this for you. Instead, I would want to run user testing, talk to consumers, and then look at the data. And he said, so without that, I can't put five tests together. And he's like, I honestly thought it was a trick question. And (laughs) I was like, let me introduce you to our director of client services who is looking for a new strategist. (laughs) Because that is exactly the type of answer that that I would want in an interview to hear. And it goes to show you that a lot of people out there who are, you know, if you can't really see in air quotes right now, (laughs) doing CRO, they're misguided. They're offering what they think the brands that they're selling to want, which is just A-B testing. So they say, oh, we'll, we'll do hundreds of those for you. And business owners like yourselves who are move fast, break things, love, to, love that. It sounds great to them. They're like, yeah, I'm going gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna to learn a lot. I'm going to move really quickly. We're going to get this done. And then they, they call us and they say, okay, well, you know, and I'm like, well, how much traffic do you have? Honestly, you shouldn't run more than four or five concurrent tests. And like, wow, how are we actually going to get a return on that? And it's like, because I'm testing the highest impact items. Mm-hmm. And we're going to solve those within a monthly cycle where if you're running hundreds of tests, you're not going to be able to do that. So it's almost like if I can oversimplify, it sounds like you've got if somebody is just looking at analytics and they haven't done anything on your site or understand your user at all. And they have, hey, here's the hundred tests we run out of the box, mm-hmm. like run for the hills like yeah. you don't want that. I mean, maybe it would help with what we have, you know, affectionately referred to as CRI. Like, yeah, you might yeah. get some improvements, but it's not optimization. And some of those improvements might be accidental. Um, Well, and those improvements should just be made. I mean, think about a test. Should you just, should you actually run a test or should you just make the change? (laughs) Yeah, it's true. If you have no product recommendations on a, on a PDP page, you probably don't need an AB test for that. Like, let's just put it on there because we know that once people click those conversion rates increase on the site anyway, like that's pretty basic Mm -hmm. data. Yeah. Okay, so what's the big risk of somebody 
executing this and saying, yeah, we're going to test 100 tests all at one time. Like, what, what's going to happen to them in reality? Well, I think there's three things that always come to mind for me on this. The first is that it's going to take much longer when you're splitting the traffic in so many ways to prove out what test is, is a winner, what variant is a winner, right? So without getting too deep into the math, let's say you have 100 people coming to your site, you're going to split those into segments, so like groups. And uh, you're going to say, okay, everybody, I, I want to run a test that is specifically targeting people who have been to the site before, right? So then you're able to, via Google Analytics, know who's been to the site before within the last you know, 7 to 14 days. And that would indicate that somebody's at the next step in the buyer journey because they're doing their research, they were at your site, then they went to look at other options, now they're coming back. Right. And so we want to run a test against that audience. But it's going to be impossible to reach that statistical significance on the test against that group if you're running a ton of tests that you need to keep that traffic separate. Right. So you only have 100 visitors and you want to run 15 tests. Now you got to divide that 100 visitors by 15 plus actually 16 because you need a control group who, were, who sees no changes. Right. And so now you really are just like, you have you know, very few visitors that you're testing with. So it's going to take a very long time for you to feel comfortable with the math, statistical significance, that you have actually proven out that a specific change is moving the needle for you. So the first risk is just it's going to take months for you to prove that out unless you, again, are a Amazon, Walmart, you know, you have millions of visitors coming a day. Or you just um, make a bad decision saying, hey, one of those five visitors converted, so that must be good. You know, right. And that's uh, where statistical significance <laughs> comes in, right? Where you're saying, okay, how many people actually saw this test and how many converted? If it's one out of one, you might, an inexperienced optimization person would say, well, that's the one, you know, somebody converted and nobody converted on any of the others. But the confidence level is going to be very low on that. So the second thing that's a challenge is when you're running hundreds of tests, you really lose your focus. It becomes difficult to determine what tests are actually improving, right? So for the same thing for reasons of math, but you're much better off saying, okay, right now, I know I can't run tests across the entire customer journey. So I'm going to focus on improving this step of the journey. And how we're going to measure success is does somebody get to the next step, right? That's the goal is always to help people get to that next step in the conversion journey. And if you realize there's a step where people are dropping off, that's the step you want to start improving. But if you are trying to optimize the entire journey, you really end up doing the third issue here, which is crossing the streams, right? <laughs> so, you know, like in Ghostbusters, right, where they, you know... <laughs> They don't want to cross the streams of the of the uh, the ray guns um, because it becomes you know it, it explodes essentially. Well, here's the thing: like you will have no idea what test improved around that step of the customer journey because you don't know if a test that you ran earlier in that customer journey is influencing what happens later in the journey. Does that make sense? So, in essence, you end up needing to run multiple tests on the same segments of users. And you just don't can't really tell cleanly what test is having an impact and was actually the driver for them to convert. Well, I think you just simplified my response to anybody coming to me with this problem. I'm like, well, do you want to cross streams? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't no, no, that's just a general best practice. Do not cross streams. Well, that's what you're gonna do if you go work with that crappy CRO agency. <laughs> for some people that have listened to us before, it, to me. 
it seems like high volume or high velocity testing would be similar, at least in, in vernacular, to rapid testing, which we've had a podcast about. And I know that rapid testing is good. High velocity testing or hundreds of tests at a time is bad, but I, I can hear somebody telling me hundreds of tests say, this is gonna be really rapid testing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna solve all your problems very yeah. quickly. And so how are they gonna be Yeah, different? I think that's a really good point because I think a lot of people, uh, most folks just don't know the difference, quite honestly, and it causes confusion. And I think it's because they both have testing in the, in the term, right? So mm-hmm. really high level, what's the difference between the two? Well, rapid testing is a, it's a type of testing different from AB testing that most folks think about when they think of conversion optimization, right? So rapid testing is very small, discrete tests that are things that are not necessarily on-site testing. And I'll explain what that means in a second. But the reality, these are things like five-second tests. Okay, I'll put a page in front of you for five seconds, take it down, and then run a survey. Ask you to, or record a video of you, and ask you what you thought. What stuck in your mind? Did you like that page or not? What was the sentiment? Did you know what action to take? What you needed to do next, right? So what can somebody gather in the first five seconds is very indicative of how clear that page is. Is the messaging clear? Is the actions you want them to take clear? right? And if not, then they should do some other items, right? You should really take a step back and redesign that page probably. There's also things like preference testing. Hey, here's two options. Did you like A or B more, right? Or if you were going to take this next step, would would you prefer A or B? So there's a lot of preference things that you can do here. And then there's things like card sorting, which is, this is great for like navigation, helping sort navigations, where you get consumers involved and you say, okay, here are all the navigation options. How would you sort these into a a realistic navigation? That's cool. I've never actually heard of that. That's cool. Yeah. And the whole point of that is what's their preference? What do they think is clear? Because as a consumer, you're too close to your brand, right? And you know what all the products are and how, in theory, they should be organized. Or how, you know, I've seen brands, I ask them why why their navigation is organized in a certain way. And they say, because that's how their warehouse is organized. Well, that might be great (laughs) for... For the, <laughs> yeah, it might be great for the one. person picking <laughs> and awesome. pulling the packages because it's really efficient for them. But I'm a consumer who's trying to help me, not make it easy for your, you know, dude who's picking the packages. So, uh, you know, <laughs> the the point here with rapid testing is these are usually all done offsite, right? With testers that are paid and driven to that test specifically. Okay, so that's a good way to think about it. And these are things that should take, you know, a a couple of minutes at most really quick testing. That's where the rapid comes from, because you can learn a lot very, very quickly by sending 100 people to a five second test. Right. And it's cheap to Mm -hmm. do it in theory. Again, you still have to know what to test, what questions to ask, et cetera. So there's some experience there for sure. But um, that's where rapid testing comes in. Now, A-B testing, on the other hand, is, is what most folks think about when they hear about CRO. So this is done on site and that's the big difference and it's done by taking actual site visitors and segmenting them out into groups based on maybe like where they came from have they been to the site before the things i mentioned earlier right and Mm -hmm. then you're altering the site experience in small ways to influence their actions on your site 
And these folks usually have no clue that they're being tested. I mean, this is happening all over the internet to you and you have no idea that you're being opted into a test, which you need because then you're not poisoning the well, right? You're not influencing the behavior. I'm poisoning the well by telling you, hey, you're being opted into a test because now you're looking for what's the test. You know, you don't want to be tricked. You don't want to mm-hmm. be tested. So now you're trying to figure it out as opposed to just doing what you would normally do. The big difference is that if you're doing hundreds of tests and they're not these rapid tests, which in the cases that you and I are talking about today, hearing from brands, that's not what's happening. They're being told, we're going to run hundreds of A-B tests. And that is where it becomes a challenge. So you're right that there's these different types of testing and it can be confusing for folks, but rapid testing and A-B testing are completely different. And when we hear about this, most folks are really talking about A-B testing and that they're going to offer hundreds of A-B tests. You're listening to Drive and Convert, a podcast focused on e-commerce growth. Your hosts are John McDonald, founder of The Good, a conversion rate optimization agency that works with e-commerce brands to help convert more of their visitors into buyers, and Ryan Garrow of Logical Position, a digital marketing agency offering pay-per-click management, search engine optimization, and website design services to brands of all sizes. If you find this podcast helpful, please help us out by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing it with a friend or colleague. Thank you. Now, these companies that are doing these hundreds of A-B tests all at once, Mm -hmm. from a technology standpoint, is there a way to say, hey, I'm testing this product page that we're landing this traffic on. If I exit the product page, can they keep me from seeing any other test? Or is it once once I've seen... Yeah, so... Uh, with A/B tests, you can you can segment your audience and declare who can see what tests based on those segments. So this is where having a very clear strategic plan for your testing is going to matter, because you really want to be able to say there is a test this step in the funnel, and if I go to the next step down. Am I being influenced by what happened before? And so you really need to map out your test. And this is where, like I said earlier, it gets impossible to track all of those tests and what's being influenced and what's not. And, and how do you separate all of that if you know you don't have enough traffic where you can say, I only want to run this one test with this segment uh, at a time. And, uh, and and that's really important. And until you're working with a brand, you don't actually tell them what you're going to test, right? It, you realistically couldn't i couldn't no because like a doctor we have to go in and diagnose before we prescribe you know when a brand comes to us and says hey hey john um we're not converting very high i know i need a knee replacement (laughs) well if the first thing i do is go and operate on their knee because they said they needed a knee replacement and it doesn't solve their problem, guess who gets fired? And mm-hmm. so not only that, but I mean, if a doctor did that, it'd be malpractice. They'd lose their license, right? So the reality here is we really need to diagnose and do our research before we prescribe what we're going to do. And other than that, it's really just guessing. And you know where that gets us. Yes. So to summarize, it's You need to have, to do real CRO, it's if we're saying that there's differences, like real CRO is doing what John does. Mm -hmm. You have to have enough traffic and you have to have hyper-focused a testing plan that only comes after you've begun working with a CRO company. Like there's no way a CRO company can tell you what's wrong with your site until they've understood your user and, and what's trying to be accomplished and uncovered a lot more things that can be done from an external analysis. 
Yeah, exactly. Every client we work with, we have about a three-week onboarding period where we're doing that diagnosis. We're making sure all the data is correct. Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about in previous recordings about clients who don't have clean data. Well, we want to go in and, and at least moving forward, make sure that they have clean data as much as we can, right? So we have to correct any issues that are there. So there's a lot of work that would be done that is A, valuable, and B, when you go into a doctor's office, to keep that same analogy, you don't walk in and say, hey, doc, thanks for meeting today. Can you tell me everything that's wrong with me? And then, yeah, you know, I'm not going to have you do the surgery, so I'm not going to pay you for this appointment. The doctor still gets paid for that appointment. They still get paid to diagnose you because it's valuable to you to understand exactly what's wrong. Whether or not you choose to resolve it and actually get the surgery is up to you. Mm-hmm. but they still need to go do the MRI, do the x-rays, you know, take your blood panel, whatever it might be. And those things take time and, and expertise to diagnose. And so I think that doctor-patient analogy is about as close as I can get to how we, how we operate. Mm-hmm. That's great. So for any of you uh, with my personality that wants to go fast and break things, if, if you were trying to do that in CRO, you are, <laughs> you're going to be very frustrated and not get what you want. So you have to adopt patients. Well, I think it to goes the, the same. Care. That's fair. And I think it also goes the same for driving traffic, right? Like are you gonna move fast and break things and just start spending money all over the place and driving mm-hmm. traffic? Probably not. You want to diagnose, well, let's test a few things here and there, see where you've spent in the past, what pages and collections should we advertise, right? I mean, you're gonna put a plan together and then execute on it. Yeah. I mean, we do have companies that come to us and like, hey, we we really need to be launching something next week. And we're like, okay, well, that's not going to be best for you. Uh, you're going to have some some inefficiencies and holes in mm-hmm. what's going on. So you, you can rush it. You'll waste money. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. E-commerce requires patience. So I'm having to learn that <laughs> constantly. <laughs> I'm glad we balanced each other out. Yes. Yeah, so, John, I appreciate you educating me so I can be more valuable to my clients talking about high-velocity testing. Love it. And how it's not in the best interest of companies. So thank you for the time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Drive and Convert with John McDonald and Ryan Garrow. To keep up to date with new episodes, you can subscribe at driveandconvert.com. Oh, 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 oh